welcome back to the revolving world of fishing without bait. Uh, you never know when you get off and you never know when you get on. However, isn't that the beauty and the uncertainty of life? And what we're talking about today is introducing you to a world of full impact mindfulness where we're allowing people to create themselves and give themselves permission to use the words I choose. All, the only admission price is the honesty, open-mindedness, and the willingness to try. And if you have a few stardusts of those, you're well on your way. Come and join us and let the adventure begin. So a lot of times, Regina, the, one of the first things I talk to a patient about is, here's the way that we're going to approach this. We're spiritual beings. We just happen to be having a human experience. And it's your enmeshment in this human experience that is really doodling your life up. And the last part of this is that life is absurd. And why? And then I tell them, I say, when you grasp those three concepts, our work will be done. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I just sit back and I'm like, this is literally all one cosmic joke. You know, as like heavy as some of it is, and obviously some of it should be heavy and taken with responsibility and, you know, with a sense of, you know, um, sacredness. A lot of it is, some of it's just like, you just got to sit back and almost laugh at like, you know what, I don't know how this is going to go, but it's all worked out either way. So the more I sit back and just almost like laugh about it, it usually goes a little bit easier. You were talking earlier about uh, energy and everybody being part of the same energy. Mm -hmm. Can you say more about that? Obviously, I think it's energy, just recycling energy, you know. From God, all things come, and we return to that. And that's kind of where we were talking a little bit of releasing the fear of death. And I um, was re recently able to actually go to an event that was hosted by um, my Kulandero, who was the host of my first ayahuasca ceremony. And he said this line when he was talking about, you know, taking the time to put into yourself and into your healing, as he said, Death is just a story. It's just a story we've been told. And it's not this, this big end-all fearful thing. And, you know, obviously last time we talked about, you know, how psychedelics also played a huge role in my healing and in this journey I've been on. And the funny thing is, is the biggest thing when you're working through it is this letting go. It's like, I don't know. Like, I love the fact that my biggest lesson from psychedelics was I know nothing. And what a beautiful relief. I don't know. But I'm just going to keep trying to do the best I can. And the more I let go, the more beautiful things come into my life. So when you don't hold as tightly on to things, I think that energy, there's something about if I don't grip onto like, oh, I got I got all this money and I got to hold on to it or like, oh man, I got this job and I got to make it work. And it's like, just let it work. Because sometimes you have to just be in things to go, this is not what I want. You know, I talked last time about, you know, like my divorce is, you know, there was a lot of beautiful things that came out of that. And a lot of it also was, oh man, this isn't what I want. And it was a shame that I had to go through those experiences, but also what a gift to say, I'm allowed to have this human experience and I'm allowed to enjoy every hilltop and every valley. And I'm allowed to continue. What did I say the other day to somebody? I said, 
making mistakes doesn't make me a bad person. It makes me a person. And even if you have to make the same mistake over and over, because I've been really working through this inner journey of like releasing guilt and shame for just simply, again, having this human experience and to let that go and say, yeah, you know what? I really got to carry this lesson or you know what? I acted really poorly and I hope to carry a little more grace the next time I'm faced with this. And you're not going to, maybe it's not, you know, you do it once and oh, okay, I'm perfect. It's like, I'm realizing more and more. It's like, I embrace mistakes because all it can do is refine me. And even if it has a very uncomfortable outcome right in the moment, I know in my heart of hearts, it's going to lead me to where I need to be. Even if, if I have to get diverted off the path, something, the universe, God, the divine is going to carve me another path to get right back where I'm, I should be. You find things that don't work. That's what failure is. Finding something that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about the energy and all, everything that's together. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to any yoga yoga classes. They they adopted the the saying of um so hum, um so hum. Mm, not it, familiar. It, it's it's Sanskrit, and what it is, it's uh, Sanskrit really was involved in tonation, not necessarily the words, but the translation is as I am that. Okay, mm. so when the Buddhists meditate. There's, there's beautiful uh, hymns that go for hours, um, so hum, just absolutely gorgeous. And uh, what, they, what they're saying is that I am that. I am the same energy as the birds and the water and the trees mm. and everything else. So why would I possibly ever want to destroy that intentionally? Right. Because I'd be killing part of myself. Right. And I think that's also where I know there's a lot of there's a lot of chatter about, you know, who, again, who's right about, you know, all these, um, you know, green and like conserving the earth. And again, my, my Kuandero, which also equates to shaman said, it's not even about saving the earth. It's about saving ourselves. And it's, again, it's all putting that same energy. You know, when do we say, enough is enough. And maybe we need to stop tearing down rainforests. And trust me, I'm not like, I'm not like the tree hugger hippie. You know, I, I struggle with, you know, recycling. Cause I, you know, I personally am like, you know, recycling is actually a, a big scam. Like we can get into that another day, but a lot of these recycling companies is all going to the same landfill. But again, we do it with this intention, but the intention should be that I'm not doing it for you know, brownie points, or I'm not doing it like, oh, like, look at my, you know, my friends come over and I go, look at my, look at my recycling bin. It's like, no, I don't want any plastic into this earth that has carried us through cataclysm after cataclysm, and we're still here. And it's the same thing with life. It's like, I should want to be a good person, not because I want someone to go, oh man, Regina's really nice. It's like, no, I want to do that because I want that same kindness given to me. I want to try to be more forgiving and more understanding so that when I am misunderstood, someone goes, I think you're misunderstanding her. If we look at people who take a strict interpretation of the scriptures and we go back to Genesis and we find that God didn't give the earth to humanity. God created earth and for man to be stewards of the earth. 
Right. And that's when we got greedy. And that that dives into more of that conversation of, you know, why has the Bible survived all these years? Like we can say like, you know, you know, th- this person doesn't real, you know, why should I believe in God? And, you know, that teach teach his own. But there's something to be said about that book surviving that long. And again, what if it's not so much about getting caught up in the dogma? And what if it's about if you just kind of apply or put yourself in this position, maybe just maybe your life is going to get a little bit easier. And again, you don't have to, again, I'm not telling you, oh, you have to go to church and you have to be this and you have to be that and you can't have sex before marriage and all these other, again, we put all these things of like, what makes you a good Christian? It's like, what if you're just a good Christian and you cultivate that relationship with the divine and then you apply those things that, again, that come to you. Like, I completely understand what you mean by, I'm sure people would diagnose me as psychotic. If I, t- if you knew how many internal conversations I have had with God and literally back and forth, and sometimes I'm like, oh, this is kind of me just arguing with me. And other times it's me like talking to the spirit of Mother Ayahuasca or God. You know, I, I categorize it differently. But it's also comes back to, it's me talking to me. And I sometimes have to be a little bit of everything. I have to be the stern father. I have to be the nurturing mother. I have to be the teacher that says, hey, you you did the homework later. Hey, you're you're slacking off and I know you're tired, but like maybe let's go to bed a little bit earlier or, you know, like I have to kind of be all of that because all of that is again in me and you can tap into that if you just, again, sometimes you have to just really let go and just say, what is it? You know, Peterson talks about prayer and he says, you know, sit on your bed alone for five minutes. Like things will come up. You'll hear things that come up and like, I know I'm not doing this the, the way that I should be. And I'm, you know, I, I know I, I continue to pursue this relationship and I know it serves me no good, but I do it because I'm in the, I'm in the just cog in the wheel and I'm kind of caught in that spin motion. And If you just do that, again, you don't even have to pray to God. Just sit with yourself for five minutes. I promise you, like, you'll start to have a conversation, but you have to be ready for the conversation. And I think that's where people struggle is they don't want to sit there and say, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly not perfect. I'm certainly not perfect. I have gone through, I continue to go through many, many evolutions and again, make the same mistake. But what a gift to carry the insight or again just have someone to go I've had my moments I've literally I've been weeping in my car at times and I've said God I know you're still there and I know I'm just having a really rough moment and I'm trying to trust you and sometimes it's like you know what this just sucks like sometimes you just have to also have the prayer that goes hey God this sucks right now this like I'm in this position I'm in this situation and I'm uncomfortable I don't know what to do everything's going wrong and like what's going on dude like sometimes that's the prayer too and I think people are again afraid to do that because a lot of the organized religion is doing the like well you're bad and you have to atone for your sins and it's like well maybe all that guilt you're putting on people is what's turning them resentful well a lot of it was uh, based on guilt and fear Uh, Jesus flipped a switch on that one yeah completely. So you were talking earlier about the power of saying, I don't know. And that is one of the most powerful 
answers that a person can give because what it encapsulates is the Buddhist thought of having the beginner's mind, which is, which is open to possibilities, not an expert's mind, which is closed and like a thoroughbred horse that has blind blinders on. And starting out with I don't know is great. So uh, Socrates uh, went to the uh, Oracle of Delphi once, and this Oracle was supposed to give the answers to things, and when uh, Socrates got back, the people of Athens were all, well, what did, uh, what did this oracle tell you? And he said, the oracle told me that I was the wisest man in the world. And uh, they said, well, what do you think that meant? He said that I was the only person in the world who truly understood my own ignorance. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, telling somebody I don't know or I just, I'm not sure is such a, bigger door. And I think it has to do with the vulnerability because I do understand like, especially if you're in a certain scenario, like you want to look like you have your stuff together. But I just feel like you open a door to learn or learn a new way. If you just say like, you know what, I don't know, but let's learn together. Well, quite often, it's not only learning new things, Regina, it's unlearning old ways. Unlearning mm -hmm. old ways. We have a saying in a 12-step world that if you want to uh, make God laugh, tell him your plans. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the whole idea is to, and in, the, in mindfulness, in a 12-step world, people say, well, can't you make dentist appointments? What are you going to buy for Christmas? All these other things. And we say, we can make plans. We just don't plan the results. Mm. It's planning the results that doodle our lives up. The unreasonable expectations that that brings, which was what the original uh, conception of fishing without bait was. That's the fishing without bait. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's also too of just answering the call and not knowing like how you're going to do it. Um, you know, it's like, ugh, like, all right, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting the notion to go down this path and I have no idea what the path looks like. It's dark. I can't see. I don't have a map. I don't have a compass, but something's telling me to go down this path. And again, it comes back to, I think that vulnerability for people is they would rather stay stuck and stagnant where it's comfortable rather than just like, okay, I'm going to do this uncomfortable thing and hope for the best. And that's, that's another big lesson that I've gotten in my faith is every every time every single time and I have to even remind myself is every single time things get really tough like really really tough where I'm like man I do not know when this is gonna end I can't fix it I don't know how to fix it I'm just kind of rolling with it every time that happens there is something on the other side every time that God has been like you can't even comprehend what I have waiting for you like this brain cannot even fathom what I am preparing you for. And that's a big thing too, is like this whole human experience is just preparing us for what's down the road. And some of that is we don't know what's down the road. I don't know exactly what's going to happen when we die. I've definitely had some moments in my psychedelic journeys where I'm like, oh man, this is it. I'm not coming back from this one. Like this is forever. And it wasn't. So even, even something as, as, you know, grandiose is that where I've had these profound experiences. It's like, you know what, if that's with me on their side, that's not so bad. So maybe I'll just not hold on so tightly. Yes. Yes. I've often thought that, 
um, if there is a final reckoning, then uh, the divine might say to you, I gave you gifts, talents, and abilities. What'd you do with them? Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be a great question. Yeah. I gave you gifts, talents, and abilities. What did you do with them? Mm. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people are ready to face that question. Uh, no, because <laughs> society, the world, imposes other expectations on people. Yeah. Oh, we talk for a whole nother hour about expectations and what that can do to you. Well, that's how I find that most people, their expectations are generally expectations of themselves, expectations that others have of them, or more likely the perception of what others' expectations are of them. Mm -hmm. That's the one big danger about social media is we're getting this lens of everybody's lives and we're not seeing what I think is, you know, the ugly side of Instagram where it's like, you know, you don't see when things are crumbling apart. Like you just see when everything's picture perfect, the right angle. And it's almost this pressure of like, this is what I'm supposed to be. And this is, this is what equates success. And it's like, Maybe it's not, you know, I used to have that. I used to be like, oh, I have to have this grandiose house and filled with grandiose things. And I have to have like all the money in the world that I wouldn't even know what to do with it. And all, you know, all these things that I thought equal success. And you, you know what success sounds to me right now? Success to me would be 40 acres with a farm and a small community of like-minded people working together with the land and just truly truly embracing and enjoying life and not falling into all of these things that we were told is a way we're supposed to go. I think that's a, you hit, you're very insightful saying what we're supposed to do. We're always being told what we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to need, what we're supposed to have. There was a uh, Trappist monk by the name of Thomas Martin, maybe, and uh, maybe you heard of him before. Uh, he was a Trappist monk who incorporated Zen and Buddhism into his Christianity, and mm. put, put it very nicely. In fact, he was at a uh, monastery down in uh, West Virginia called Gethsemane, and the uh, the abbot there got always very upset because he would be getting letters. He was a prolific writer, and he would get letters from all over the world addressed to Zen Master Martin. <laughs> so uh, he, he addressed that um, most of the ills in the world could be traced to three things, greed, lust, and self-love. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, if you're looking at social media, that those are three of the driving engines mm -hmm. yeah. of social media. Yeah, or even just look at um, that old movie in the book Fight Club. Is like we buy things we don't need to impress the people we don't like. I never heard that phrase before. No, oh, you should watch that movie. It's oh, I remember watching it. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a very powerful line, and uh, I think about that all the time. I'm like, because you know, I I enjoyed social media. I'm trying to kind of use it as a I don't want to say like a catalyst, but I'm I'm trying to use it as a, a good tool while being mindful of it to spread these messages because like I I really think that there's more people out there who can maybe relate with my story or are looking for that 
community because for for me anyway it's very hard to find people my age that can have like these really intense conversations about the divine and cultivating this human experience um you know it's easy for me because the benefit of being involved in the psychedelic community is you know we've all kind of had these profound experiences or we've pulled ourselves out of the pits of hell and into this new perspective you know with the help of these plant medicines but i think there's a lot of people out there who maybe that you know plant medicine's not their thing or they just feel very like well I don't know anybody around me that's talking about God. Or again, there's this perception of like, well, if I talk about God, they're going to think I don't support this certain community. They're going to think that I think this way. So they're almost afraid based on the perception of others. So rather than indulging in substances in the 12-step world, we go about that through another way. And the 12-step says, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to others and practice these principles in all our affairs. We go through a different shift in thoughts, changes, and actions. It's like going to Pittsburgh. There's many routes there. You took <laughs> one right, we take another. Yeah. But Pittsburgh's still there. Yeah. Ah, we're going to continue our conversation with uh, the insightful and truly delightful Regina Badger, gaining her insights on her life and her fantastic insights, even though we often don't agree on everything, we can agree on that we're friends, and we all find a common solution together. And I hope you get something out of our conversation, and if you do, we'd appreciate any helpful comments or criticisms of this show. And as always, get your... Uh, prescription pads out folks fruits nuts and vegetables unplug your television and take up fishing and for a truly mindful experience we suggest that you fish without bait do a kindness for yourself and do a kindness for another forgive yourself and forgive another till all are free none are free if we're all not god's children none of us are please be good to yourself today and every day namaste my friends If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.